This is Sick and Wrong, America's number one source for antisocial commentary. Brought to you by the Reach Around Foundation. Good evening. Welcome to Sick and Wrong, the world's source for antisocial commentary. I'm one of your hosts, D. Simon. And I'm Lance Wackerly. Uh, so, Wackerly, we kind of have a special show today. Um, it's going to be a bit bit of a deviation from the regular Sick and Wrong format. I know a lot of our listeners have been being like, you know, our favorite shows are when you have guests on. You know, when's your brother coming back? Well, my brother's going to come back on the show sooner rather than later. But today, we have a guest I've been working on for about a month now, finally willing to do an interview. She finally, you know, conceded to do an interview on Sick and Wrong, which is difficult because you email people, you know, that, that don't know the show and they, they go to our website and they look at Sick and Wrong and they're just like, uh, yeah, right. There's a lot of serial killers in the background. <laughs> it's just like, I'm not going to be on this show. So it takes a special breed of person to be on the show. And so our guest today here for episode 73, I would say is a special breed of person. Um, Alexis K. Tyler. Alexis K. Tyler from the Alexis K. Tyler Show. So people that are familiar with the internets probably has come across her videos. She's been getting a lot of media attention lately. Um, I, 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 someone emailed her video to me probably about like a month, two months ago off of a YouTube. And so she's the vagina power lady. Like she's on, she does this show, a public access show in Atlanta and her mother's like her co-host and she's on there and she's just like, you got to salute the vagina and fill the vagina walls with the penis power. Right. So she, she breaks down the sexual relationships between men and women. And I'm just excited, uh, not for our listeners to hear this, but more for just myself, because I need a lot of help in this area, you know, figuring out how to deal with women. Uh, so I'm, I'm, I'm hoping I come out of this interview, a better person. Well, what's interesting about it is like, I I saw this video and I was just like, you know, and we're going to post these videos on our site, but I saw uh, some of her YouTube videos. I saw this video and I was like, man, dude, that would be great to get her on Sick and Wrong. I don't know what, you know, what our the probability is that she'd be on the show, but she agreed to an interview. And uh, yeah, we're just going to have to give her a call right now. Let's go. We're here with Alexis Tyler, who's the host of the Alexis K. Tyler Show on Atlanta Public Access Television, uh, author and lecturer, and um, internet sensation. So um, thanks for coming on the show. I want to ask you one thing. You've been receiving a lot of media attention lately. I noticed someone sent me a, a YouTube clip of a, one of your shows. I was really impressed, and that's why it would, led me to like send you an email to have you on our show. So I was just wondering... Um, how are you receiving – like, how, how do you feel about receiving all this media attention right now? I guess it has its positives and its negatives. That I wasn't really prepared for it or expecting it. I didn't put my clips up. Someone else put my clips up. But uh, so far, it's been pretty exciting and overwhelming. It definitely kept me busy. Uh, have you been having a lot of interviews lately? Oh, yeah. I've been having a lot of interviews. I've been on uh, Internet Radio with Playboy. Oh, cool. Uh, yeah, I've done BET, so that'll be coming out around June, around July and August. And I've been promoting my book and letting people know that the clips from YouTube are also part of DVD. Oh, you have a DVD. So are these for sale on your website, which is AlexisKTylerVaginaPower.com? 
they sure are. All those clips that people are enjoying, they think they're really getting something, but that's just a tiny piece. They're all, they all belong to individual one-hour DVD shows, yeah, that they can buy. Oh, okay. How long have you been doing the show on public access? Well, you know, they kicked me off of public access. So uh, that's from 2006. I did my show in 2006, and my show was canceled in January of 2007. So it was canceled before someone put my clips on YouTube. So now I'm basically doing my shows independently and working on new deals to have a a real show, a major television show, or or as well as Internet TV show. Oh, wow, great. So it's kind of in the works right now that you're going to have your own – are you going to broadcast these shows and, and put them on your website? Um, no, I'm not going to put the whole show on the website. I'm thinking about right now learning to podcast the show and also working on a, a deal with a major network to do Internet TV. So people will be hearing about that soon. So I'm, I'm, I'm working on a lot of projects right now, and they'll probably actually be done in the summer. So oh. they'll start seeing me and hearing more about me on uh, major Internet television shows. Well, that's interesting. So you only did your show for about a year. What, what, what made you start your show? Well, actually, I've been doing lectures for about seven years now and trying to go into the church and trying to talk about spirituality and sexuality and showing people that uh, spirituality is tied to sexuality, and we need to combine them instead of religion trying to separate them and making them feel evil. So nobody really wanted to hear that message here in the Bible Belt. I was kicked out of everywhere that I went. So I decided that I wanted my voice to be heard, and no one could shut it down if I started my own show. So, so are, is, is that your background? Or do you, are you a minister or are you a preacher? I'm a minister. I'm an ordained minister, but my mother is a minister, and basically my stepfather, my uncles, my aunt. So I grew up uh, around a lot of ministers and evangelists, traveling ministers. Oh, okay. And so you grew up in the Atlanta, Georgia area? Yeah, I'm from Georgia. Okay. So your, your mom is one of my favorite parts of the clips that I've seen. She's uh, a great uh, counterpart to you know, what you're talking about. It kind of brings it down to like the normal person's level, you know, like me that doesn't know a lot, of, a lot about this stuff. Yeah, right. You, I'm sure you know more than I do. <laughs> so, so how does your mom enjoy being a co-host on the show? She's shocked most of the time, but we had a really fun show, and... and we loved her expressions, and she never wanted to know what the script was going to be, so I never told her <laughs> her expressions to be real. We didn't want them to seem faked or rehearsed. Yeah, well, it definitely does seem real and genuine. Yeah, she, one of my favorite clips is the one um, you did for Halloween. Where <laughs> you're wearing the pilot outfit, and your mother was great in that one. Everybody loves that one. And when she sat down, she knew she was sitting at her own risk because she had no idea what I was going to say and do. And we had so much fun doing those shows. Yeah, yeah, that 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 was great. I hope so, she stays involved, you know, going forward with what you know what you're doing in the future. Well, some of my stuff she will be involved, in, but she won't be involved in every aspect. It's like I have some shows, uh, thankfully, that that the public has not seen that are coming out, like Dick Talk 101, and <laughs> yeah, how to talk to Dick and Two Faced Dick, and um, we're going to talk about Dick therapy, how women need to actually know how to treat the Dick properly. <laughs> yeah, no, go around and cheat and give it away. We got to stop her from giving a dick away. So some of those she didn't feel comfortable being on them. So I'll be doing solo stuff and dominatrix stuff. No, yeah, this is definitely something I think that needs to be done in our culture. We, we live in a repressed culture. So, so you mentioned vagina power. What is vagina power? Just for our listening audience, just so, so you can explain it. 
or vagina power is the same as penis power and sperm power. It's spiritual sexual essence. I deal with the spiritual sexual anatomy of the vagina as well as the penis, the testicle, and sperm. And this is a whole reproductive system showing the beauty and the splendor and the wonder that God has designed. And the reproductive system and learning to honor it, love it, and respect it as a divine, sacred temple and only allow the right penises to enter the vaginal canal and actually ejaculate sperm into that canal. And it's unfortunate that we don't see the vagina as beautiful and spiritual and sacred and as a temple of God that we defile it and we everybody defile it and infect us with diseases. So it's time for us to come back to a spiritual point and exercise sexuality from that point. So that's the premise first of vagina power to me, spiritual sexual energy. And so is that what you mean by standing in vagina power? It's about self-respect. It's about empowerment. It's standing in vagina power to me first is not about how many people you can screw, how many people you can dethrow. That is, that is not where I'm coming from, a place of promiscuity. That's not what vagina power is to me. That's vagina power, irresponsibility and weakness and setting a very bad example for the young girls and our sisters and our daughters and our nieces that are watching us. No, it's first from a spiritual place of honor and integrity. Yeah, I see that. So, do you think it's because of uh, like all the pornography and all these uh, the music videos that that girls learn not to respect their vagina power? I guess not to, ha- and like men treat women as 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 sluts. Do you think they see this from the media? Yeah, the media helps it, but we also help it because a lot of us as grown women are so messed up in the head from the way our fathers and our mothers did and didn't treat us. And that's when I talk about vagina power. We have to go back to that little girl energy. We have to deal with everything that happened and didn't happen in our childhood because it doesn't matter what society is doing or not doing. We're still supposed to set a strong example of pride in our vagina and education about it. There's so many girls that are going on videos, they don't even know the names of their internal reproductive system or a man. And that's just really sad that we're not at home doing what we need to do. Well, I think a lot of people never really learned. You know, uh, they never were, were taught by their parents. Well, Dee, did you have sex ed in, in high school or junior high? Well, we had sex ed in high school, but it was really general. Right. I know that's no one I really explained anything. So, so it's good to have someone that's actually speaking to you, you know, realistically about what you have. I didn't have it at all. We That wasn't discussed in our house, and it was considered ungodly and satanic, and you're supposed to do it when you get married. Well, do what? I mean, if nobody teaches you about what you have and what a man has and exactly what sex is and the spiritual sexual nature of sexuality, you go on your honeymoon and you're absolutely lost or you're victimized in your first sexual experience. That's a very strange thing to try and figure out, you know, out in the field, as they put it, I guess, <laughs> while you're, you know trying to uh, experience that and, and you know trying to figure it out at the same time well I mean ev- everyone wants to lose their virginity you know that's that's what all I ever thought about in high school <laughs> yeah well my, my problems weren't uh, figuring out the vagina it was figuring out how to get a girl to talk to me <laughs> this is, you got to use your penis power well I know that now but I didn't know that then so, so Alexis which is stronger penis power or vagina power it depends on the energy of the mate that you attract. Sometimes a woman can dominate a man, and sometimes a man can dominate a woman. So every man does not have the same level of penis power. Because when I talk about penis power, I'm talking about the frequency, the subatomic structure, 
and the energy that moves through that subatomic structure in those cells. So that radiates. It's just like you can be around somebody and you don't know why, but you like them or you don't like them. And some men you can feel it. You can tell they're good in bed. And some are not because you just feel the intensity in them. You could tell that just by looking at like some random man on the street. You could be like, that guy has a lot of penis power. And see, it's not just a look. See, we are animals. And we don't have to speak orally to communicate because we all give off energy in our aura and our electromagnetic field. So do all penises – so you're saying penises have different powers. What what about like smaller penis, like men with small penises? Can they still have be powerful? Yes, they can because it doesn't always matter about the size of what you have or the width of it. It's how you use it then – the uh, extras you want to add into it, how good is your tongue? How well is your oral performance? How how you use your fingers? Okay, so you know? D, D is looking very relieved at that response. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, I'm not the most endowed man in the world, but, you know, I've been, I've been you know, women have commented on my oral ability, so it's good to know that there are other ways <laughs> to please a woman. You know, that, that's you can, good you to know. You still have some of the power. Yeah, I, I still Maybe have some power. Maybe a whole lot, I guess, from yeah. what she's saying. Well, and you can always enhance the penis, you know, if you're not uncomfortable. If you're like, like dress it up in something, racing stripes, or how? <laughs> <laughs> you know, you know, they have surgery now. They have implants. There's so many things that you can do to increase the length. And that's why I talk about in my new videos that are coming out. How to massage the penis? A woman can actually help lengthen the penis, uh, hold, make an erection stronger. How? Make- Wait, and I can order this um, DVD off your website. <laughs> it sounds like something I need in my <laughs> library. <laughs> I have it ready uh, by the summer. I won't, and I actually have the penis, and I'm going through the exercises with it. Oh, that's that's interesting. So, so what about um, th- does size matter to women? Like, do you know? I and mean, this questions have you know have been asked a hundred times. But do do women re- do women really prefer larger penises? A lot of women do. Um, it depends on the woman and how she's built and what she needs. I know there are different reasons. I've talked to women if they've had two, three babies maybe vaginally and they've been stretched and some of them may not have the operations they have now for the rectal repair and tightening and the vaginal repair and tightening and rejuvenation, then they will require a longer, wider penis to really feel the sensation because, you know, they've had the babies and their vagina structure has changed. Oh, okay, so the vagina stretched out. Huh? So the vagina stretched out, sort of. Get stressed, and sometimes the exercises depend on how big your babies are, how many you've had. And your sex partners, they might not always uh, stretch, bounce back. So if they don't get the tightening necessary, then sometimes they want a longer, deeper penis to actually feel the sensation, feel filled up inside. And there are other women that really don't like that. They don't like oversized penis. So it depends on the woman you're dealing with. I think you have to make sure when you deal with that woman, you have the equipment she needs. Does it have anything to do with I, – I, I've heard that some women, uh, you know, get off more on clitoral stimulation and some get off more on the G-spot st- stimulation. It would seem to me that if you were a woman that uh, was the G-spot type, then you would want, you know, the longer – thicker shaft, whereas if you're the clitoral type, then maybe you would uh, like a boyfriend with a small penis who, you know, was very good at oral. I think that if you're a woman, you know, some men do get the dildos. They they do get the 
penises, you know, out of the sex shop to accommodate them. I think you should drive your woman crazy, and I think that every woman should drive her man crazy. So she should not be having one or the other type okay. of orgasm. She should have the inner and the outer, and sometimes the G-spots are not. I know cervix is a pleasurable point, but that's not the only point. Some women have more than one G-spot point that might not be so deep. So that's a good time to have a sex partner you can experiment with that will let you use your fingers, let you use another penis as well as your own and your mouth, because you want her coming any and every way she can. I, I agree with that, yeah. That's so, a true so statement. You mentioned in uh, one of your shows that men can be predators and they can use their penis power to control a woman. Yep. What, what do you mean by that? Like, What do you mean by predators? Oh, exactly what I said. A predator that stalks and hunts prey and finds their weaknesses, finding them sick, finding them half dead and bleeding, and uh, sensing that energy and then pouncing on it. There are a lot of men that, that see women that are naive, that are vulnerable, that are lonely and desperate, and they take advantage of it. They screw women for money, for clothes, for no. prestige, for opportunities. And women do this as well. But, um, yeah. Men do do that. I see it all the time. Well, why would a woman stay with a man like that? Like, what's what's the point? I mean, are are there good men out there? There are a lot of good men out here, but you have to realize, like I said, a man, uh, a predator, can only play on the weakness, and it's not completely the man having the power. It's the woman giving him the power because of her own issues, her own low self esteem, her own insecurities, her own fears. So that's what predators play on. That's why they're so successful because you're saying, "Oh, this person's no good." Well, really, he could only do this to you by taking the information that you're giving out. So when women change their information, of they telling themselves. And the way we carry ourselves and the attitude we have about ourselves, then we raise the vibration and we attract better men. Oh, okay. So, but you say that women can be predators as well. So, like, yep. what about, like, a gold digger? Like, a girl that she, she knows this guy has a lot of money, but she'll, she'll use her, you know, vagina power to get his money, but then sleep around as well. She's a predator, too. So, that, so how can you recognize a predator? I think mean, the more you know yourself and the more you know what you want and what you don't want, especially from experience, if you've been around certain types of women, then you can recognize them. But sometimes people will recognize something and they'll talk themselves out of it because they want to believe, oh, it's me, I'm paranoid, I'm still hurt, I haven't gotten over this or that. So I'm going to go ahead and take this chance, even though I have a feeling that this person really doesn't want me. They just want to play on me. I feel like the people that I know, men and women alike, uh, well, not all of them, but some of them keep falling in to that same relationship over and over again, uh, probably more often than not. So it's there's something in going on in those in people's them. minds. It, it's something in them. It's not always the predator, because there's going to always be predators around. I meet them, too. But I basically know myself, and I've been in those situations, and I know what I want and what I don't want. So I have to always be aware of me. And so men and women need to be aware of themselves to avoid yes. these predators. Instead of blaming somebody else, we need to be aware of ourselves. Well, how do you get a person like that out of your life? Like, well, I mean, how do you, like, sever ties with that person just get them out of your life? You basically make the decision. If you, if you you know you're tired of being a victim and you look at your life and you see what you've manifested and you hate it and you see the people you've allowed to be in your experience and they've contributed to what you're manifesting that you hate, then you really have to decide. Are you going to gradually cut that off? Do you have the courage to cut it off altogether? Do you really mean it? See, a lot of people say that shit and they full of shit, really. Somebody's abusing somebody. Somebody getting their ass kicked. And they say they're tired of it, but they still get their ass kicked. But they still, they still keep coming abused. back. 
Yeah, they so it depends on the person to me. So, so do you think that more men are unfaithful to their wives than women? I don't know about that now. I don't know all the statistics, but I know a lot of women that cheat and their men don't know it. A lot of times women are smoother with that shit. Yeah, no, I, you know, and I know a lot of men, you know, that cheat as well. But um, what about what about the men who are sexually unsatisfied with their wives? Like, you know, a lot of women will, you know, their wives will have a couple children and then she's just tired of having sex. So yeah. why can't a man go find another vagina? Well, I've known people who are in uh, just not even marriage relationships where they've been dating for a long time. And, and even there sometimes, you know, the one of the partners is not interested in having sex anymore. Yeah. I think when that happens, then that the couple needs to communicate. They need to talk about what's going on, because I know it's very difficult to be a stay-at-home mom and take care of children all day. And sometimes men don't really understand the stress that a woman's under and the things that she's going through, what her issues are. And you have to decide, you have to communicate. It's so important and what you're going to do about it, because I know people that also will bring a third party in, and they do have threesomes, they do swing. And it does bring spice into the relationship. But is that dangerous, though? Can that, can that breed jealousy? It can, and it can also, of course, you're exposed to diseases. But I, I think that if you're going to bring spice into your life, and instead of going to cheat, I think you should bring it home where everybody knows what's going on, or you should get a divorce. Because I think the worst thing you can do is to be with someone, you're miserable, and you're cheating on them. Just for financial reasons, you stay, or for other reasons, you, obligations, you stay. You know, people should know what you're feeling and what you're thinking and try to rectify it. And if you can't rectify it, then I think whatever goes on should go on at home within the, uh, the confines of, you know, adults. But it should be, of course, it should be responsibility. Well, I think that's part of, uh, I mean, I kind of relate to this personally because, you know, I've had a lot of relationships. I'm, I'm uh, 32 years old. But I haven't, you know, I'm kind of scared of getting married because I really think I'll grow bored with a vagina. Uh, you know, I like hanging out with her. I like going to see a movie, going out to dinner. But to get, to be excited sexually, I, I, you know, I think I need other vaginas. And I think that's one of the reasons why I, I don't know if I'll ever get married. And I agree with you. I think you, you're being very honest with yourself and you're not trying to live a life to follow a traditional standard that a lot of times we can't live up to. So, so you're saying so, so men who, you know, who, enjoy, so why, why do some men get married and other men don't? See, it's for different reasons. One reason is like you just said, you're choosing not to go down that road and cause yourself problems and cause a woman problems because you know you can't commit to one pussy at this time. You feel like you will have bad on the boredom just going up in one for the rest of your life. So I think you're doing the right thing and the most responsible thing to just deal with the relationship on your terms. But you have to get a woman that's willing to handle that. But men get married for a lot of reasons, and it's not always because of the emotional reasons that a lot of women have, because you love this person and you want to have children with this person. There's all these emotional, spiritual attachments. It could be a baby. You know, it could be yeah, other obligations. It could be because a man feels obligated to do it because this woman's been there and stuck with him when nobody else would. It's a lot of, I realize men are wired differently than we are. And they always, they do things a lot of times for a totally different set of reasons that women do them for. Well, I think a lot of women try to get that ring on their finger to trap the man. Uh-huh, uh-huh. I mean, it did... I, me I remember uh, one, one of your videos you are talking about that, like uh, a lot of men see that ring as uh like trapping their you know their nuts. I, I agree. I, that's what I honestly feel. 
And, and so, so what do you think about that though? Like, so the women are you are they using their power to trap men, and so therefore that leading the men to cheat. And in some ways, I do think so, and, and put the married men and then put pressure on him. I think in a lot of ways, we as women sometimes we don't know it, but we drive men away or we drive them to cheat. Okay, so I think so. What what you're saying is being honest with your spouse or your lover will uh, will will dissuade someone from cheating, and will will help uh, you no, have a because some women can't handle the truth. They say they want the truth, but they don't. So, like I said earlier, if if you're having a problem sexually with your woman and you bring this to her, and if she's not willing to seek counseling or get other alternatives, then at some point that so you might have to separate. Okay, so so you're not you're not condoning cheating. You're not condoning being unfaithful to keep a marriage alive just for like the kids. Uh, like I said, I don't have a power to judge, but I feel like this: if you're going to be in a situation where you both want to make it work, and one person's sexually not happy, I think you should be open to pleasing your mate, even if it means bringing another person in. Yeah, well, I, I think I can relate to that. I'm gonna have to tell that to my girlfriend. <laughs> yeah, we'll see what she has yeah, to say right. about that. How, how do you how do you bring that up though? Like, how would I how would I say like, well, you know, I, I think bringing another girl into the relationship would would you know add excitement to us. But what if she says, well, I want to bring another man? Can you handle that? I, you know, I don't think I can handle another man in the relationship. And that but that's you what. Shouldn't, well, you shouldn't bring another woman in then. Yeah, no, I guess what's fair that's is an fair. Interesting point. I think what's fair is fair. So, so okay, well, move, moving on here, what about masturbation? Do you think that's a good thing? Because I know, I know a lot of women, I've had girlfriends that have, you know, used my computer and then they see pornography on my computer and they, like, freak out and they think I'm, like, cheating on them because I'm masturbating to other women. Yeah, I've had that same problem with girlfriends and – I don't feel that that's true at all, but they always uh, take the other uh, perspective. Uh, you know, I feel like pornography is something that a lot of guys use, and it and it doesn't really have anything to do with cheating. It's just something that guys that I myself, uh, you know, have uh, have always done, and but that doesn't have anything to do with me not being satisfied with that particular girlfriend. So what does it have to do with it? I mean, you sitting there, you got a girlfriend, you saying, and you looking at a computer image jacking off, so what are you thinking about, and who are you thinking about when you're looking at this image on the screen? Yeah, but w- would you be upset if your man is masturbating to other women, you know, when you're not around, or if you don't feel like having sex with them? Uh, it depends. Like I said, when you're masturbating, are you thinking about your woman or are you thinking about the image on the screen? Is that what brings you to ejaculation? Well, um, probably the woman on the screen. But but my my perspective is that you know having sex with my girlfriend is a, a different level of of sex than just you know uh, a two minute masturbation session when she's at work or something. It's just a different thing, you know. I, I when I have sex with my girlfriend, I try to extend it past the two minute mark whenever possible. <laughs> but uh, you know, masturbation is just something. It's a little diversion. Relieve tension. Right, a, t- a little stress reliever, um, and it doesn't involve. Uh, basically, it's I don't, I'm not can, I'm not spending my time trying to please anybody else. It's completely personal, and I think that's my issue with it that, that it isn't it doesn't have anything to do with with uh me being unsatisfied sexually in the relationship it's it's something completely different 
Well, I guess yeah, if she knows she has that type of man, then yes, she has to decide if she's going to accept it or not. I personally wouldn't want to be with someone that I'm supposed to be pleasing sexually, but wherever, if I go to work or the grocery store, you're going to go take two minutes and get off on a picture. That would bother me. Well, there, there, it's, yeah, and there's levels of, uh, you know, if the guy's masturbating all the time without you, that's one thing, but if it's, you know, once in a while, I, I don't know. But I you, understand, but I mean, to each his own. You know, if that's what you're comfortable doing, that's why I think masturbation is healthy. I just think it's a, a problem when someone becomes a sex addict and they have to masturbate three, four, five times a day, and, and it really takes a toll on your body, especially if you're not eating properly and make sure your fluids are up and your water is up. It can take a lot out of a man to ejaculate you know, in a way that is kind of abnormal. Yeah, I don't think I'd be able to do it five times a day. And then have sex with your girlfriend. <laughs> yeah, no, not at all. Then have sex with my girlfriend. I think she. I think she'd be upset. All right. Well, well, I know you got to get going, but I have a, a, two more questions here. What, what about right. gay men? Like we we have a, a lot of gay guys that listen to this this uh, show here. Yeah, I don't so, know if you know, but we're we're broadcasting from San Francisco, so it's a very sexually promiscuous, active, active town. Mm-hmm. So, so what about gay men? Do they? I mean, they they don't succumb to vagina power, but do other gay men? Can they still use, I guess, penis power to control other men? Oh hell yeah! And then some of the gay men have told me they do have a vagina in their rectum because that's how it's treated. That that is the other vagina. So, so wait, I the... I know men. I have a lot of good friends that are gay and bisexual, and a lot of gay men get victimized and taken advantage of because they're looking for love from other men and there are a lot of men that prey on them. They are gay predators too. Actually, Dee's brother is gay. He's been on the show many times and I think he is more of the predator than the one who's being preyed on. I don't know how you feel about that, Dee. Well, well, my brother has told me that he can't be in a relationship because he needs, I guess, other rectal vaginas to stimulate him. So he has like at least probably a different rectal vagina every night and I'm worried about disease with him. I know. And um, I know some men that are that way too. So yes, I'm going to deal with it because I've had a lot of gay men call me and ask me, you know, why aren't you doing the gay shows? And I'm like, it's not that I haven't done the gay shows, you just haven't seen them. A lot of people are suing because they see this stuff on YouTube, that's all I've done and that's all I'm about. So they've got to stay tuned for the new shows and um, yeah, the new shows that I think uh, that you're bringing up new topics. A lot of people haven't seen the full Lexus Tyler. Hey, thank you. I, they I, seen the full money. You know, they haven't seen 360 degrees. They haven't even read my books or listened to my CDs. So I have my book out on CDs to see really where I'm coming from. And sometimes people think, well, you're just one-dimensional. Definitely. And no, I'm coming from many places because sexuality... And spirituality ties hand in hand, whether you're homosexual, bi, or heterosexual, lesbian. Okay, well, Alexis, I have one final question that I think a lot of our fans would like to know. How can a man get a woman to reach the ultimate orgasm that you talk about? Like, how can we get a woman to reach the ultimate orgasm? What do we need to do? Well, I think that you're like that woman. You know, her inside and out, her, her doubts, her fears, her pain, her joy what her past life was like, what her relationships were like. Study her body and learn to listen to her and communicate with her mentally and emotionally so she can tell you what she wants and what she needs and what she has a past. And then you want to be an accumulation of not uh, what she had in the past that made her unhappy, but you want to be a manifestation of something that she hasn't had to bring her 
to her state of bliss, mentally, emotionally, spiritually, and sexually. So that's more difficult to do because it's not about yeah, the this sex seems, this seems hard. <laughs> it's about the things outside of being. So this isn't just physical. You're it's talking mental. this mm, mental and physical. I said spiritual sexuality. So uh, is there anything that the woman can do to allow herself to, you know, to make it more, uh, you know, easy? Is there anything that she can do to prepare herself to allow her man to to give her this ultimate orgasm? She has to be open to you. She has to surrender herself to the pain of power. She actually has to be, that's when sex is really beautiful and says highest, it's when you surrender to each other and you give your body have a sacrifice for that period of time and you allow yourself to just like uh, food on uh, a buffet and I can go and pick out whatever I want and I can dress it like I want it, I can eat it like I want it, I can put the seasons I want anything. You just allow me to have you surrender to that experience and a lot of times we don't want to do that. Somebody wants to dominate somebody. Okay, so, so it's a mutual experience. We're both mm-hmm. working together here to get the orgasm. And you have to realize that everybody that you pick is not going to do that for you. So that's not what I'm saying. It's not a one-size-fits-all. You might have a deep intellectual relationship with one person and an intense sexual relationship with another person, but then the person commit and there's no mental and emotional bond and connection. So is it worth anybody's time to try and change somebody to, oh. so they are, or you just got to move on to the next person if you find yourself in that type of relationship where it's not working? You don't have to move on, but I'm just saying I wouldn't recommend it because you can't make anybody do anything. You can't change anybody. People change themselves. Exactly. Exactly. That's what I've, that's what I've always heard. Well, Alexis, uh, thank you for coming on our show. I know, I know you're busy here. Your book is called Vagina Power, Spiritual Fetus Sexuality. Power and Sperm Power. And sperm, so it's Vagina Power and Sperm Power? And Penis Power. I have three books. You have, okay, so you have one book called Vagina Power, one book called Penis Power, one book called Sperm Power? Uh-huh. And all these books are available on your website, which is Alexis K. Tyler, vaginapower.com. Yes, and the DVDs and CDs. And so there's DVDs and CDs. And soon you're going to be having, a, is it a video podcast, a vidcast? Yeah, and I'm working on a project now to actually have an internet television show. Well, so I'll I, keep you updated when it's finally finalized. Yeah, I'm working on a lot of projects right now, as well as a CD album that I'm really excited about. Well, I wish you I wish you the best for the future. I think you're doing a great good for society and for expanding people's own sexual self-awareness. Thank you. And uh, thanks for coming on Sick and Wrong. We appreciate you uh, taking the time. And say hi to your mom for me. Yeah. <laughs> yes, sir. And remember, salute the vagina. <laughs> yeah, and we salute the vagina. Salute. Some of them are hairy. Some of them are bald Some are kinda scary And this is what they're called strong but big or small I love them all that's why I sing my song the Jahan the Jahan
and fish and such Some smell like a summer's eve Cause they've been douched too much Put your heart Put your They call that thing Vagina So, dude, I'm kind of amazed that we actually had Alexis Tyler on our show. I'm pretty surprised that she just didn't hang up on us immediately, but apparently we well, conducted ourselves pretty well. You know, if you think about it, though, that was kind of a very straight interview. I mean, it wasn't, you know, it, it, it's like my intention with, with talking to her wasn't exactly to, like, fuck with her, to you know, to get a rise out of her. You know, she's... You know, I, I was a little nervous. I was a little intimidated. I must say, like we've we we'll post some of the videos on our website. Right. But yeah, um, people haven't seen them. They I, probably have. She's bigger than us. I mean. Oh, she's huge. Yeah. I mean, she's she's definitely blown up. But the one video of her wearing that like pilot outfit, she kind of looks like this, you know, feminazi. And I was I was a bit intimidated. But then I thought about it. The other day, I uh, used the shitter at my brother's house. And that was the first time I'd ever done that. I had to take a shit, so I, I was at my brother's house, had to take a shit, and I, I used his shitter. And I was, I was thinking, if I can do that, That's then risk. I can do yeah, anything. You're right. I can you're do anything. Right. That, that is some very brave activity. I mean, I built a nest like five toilet paper sheets deep, but Did you still. you get a new roll of toilet paper like halfway through? <laughs> Dude, I still slid <laughs> off the seat. But I'm saying if I can do that, then I can do anything. And, and you know what, though? She's a fascinating individual. Oh, yes, completely. She's a fascinating individual, and I was quite surprised that she would actually come on our show. And I think, uh, you know, she has uh, definite, straightforward ideas, but they're not the norm. And I was very interested to find that she's she's part of the church. And I didn't get to ask this, and, and it probably wasn't the right venue, but I wonder if she still gets flack from the church down in Atlanta or if – Certain churches accept what she's doing and promote it, and others don't. Uh, I see her being as seen as kind of a renegade, like a rebe- you know rebellious person. Because I mean, she's talking about things that uh, you know, sex and spirituality, which yeah. you know you wouldn't really think go hand in hand. Exactly. Because doesn't most I mean most religious people are just like yeah, don't masturbate, don't have sex, only when you need to procreate. Well, Christians, yeah. Yeah, and here's <laughs> and here's. I mean, the that whole area of your crotch is just a nasty, dirty area, according to most Christians. And here's Alexis saying like, yeah, you need to power the penis and salute the vagina. But... Right, and stick it right up there like a rocket and all that stuff. It's great. I, I don't know where she was or what was going on in the background. <laughs> she was in a bus station or something. <laughs> she, she said she was in a meeting. 
Viking or something like that. But, you know, I think we should order some of her DVDs. Oh, I registered on her website today, and I am definitely going to keep going back there until those DVDs are released and buy them. Because, her, you know, I had this problem on YouTube where I was looking for all of her footage, and, and I kept coming up with the same stuff. And you can tell there's got to be more there because there's only maybe – 30 minutes in total on YouTube, and, and you can tell by watching the shows that they're like hour-long shows. So. And her mother's just awesome. Oh, she rules. And her mother's definitely the best part She's about She's like it. the voice of the common man, where Alexis is kind of, you know, dropping this heavy sexual science on people, and her mom serves a purpose of saying, slow down, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> and it's her mom. It's great. I could never talk to my mom about any of this shit without, you know... Dying. Yeah, no, and I, I, I don't think I could ever mention a penis around my mother either. Or rectal vaginas of gay men. <laughs> no, I'm not going to have that conversation with my mom. But, you know, she did bring up one interesting point that I think we should have clarified further. She was talking about how women can make a penis larger. Like, what, what? I was very – and that's what she says is on the DVD, and that's going to be the DVD that I look for. But I don't really understand the concept. Well, I mean you need any help that you can get. I understand this. That's true. But uh, but what did you, what was she saying? She was saying that like uh, a woman can massage a penis and make it bigger? That's what she was saying. And then I didn't quite understand this, but then she said, I have the penis and I've been working with it, which makes me think that maybe she has some like foam rubber model of a penis that she demonstrates this on. So she's kind of like dr frankenstein creating this like maybe monster penis so you're you're saying maybe it's like uh a deceased convict's penis that she had her <laughs> assistant maybe her mom went and dug out of the grave is that what you're saying that she's working on you know i i, I don't know it's quite you know i kind of wanted to get into asking about her own personal relationships but you know what I, I, I don't know. We, we don't have that much time. Right. And we can't take up I, her whole day. I didn't want to take up, you know, her whole day doing this. But, you know, I was quite surprised that she came on Sick and Wrong. And it's about goddamn time we had an interview with, uh, with, with someone, you know, that's not related to me. <laughs> <laughs> right. Or one of our good friends or whatever. But uh, many more to come. Well, no, yeah. We have a couple other uh, interviews in the works, actually. Uh, some surprise guests. So um, I think people will be uh, definitely satisfied. Um, in uh, shows to come. So stay tuned next week. We'll be back with uh, episode 74 because this is episode 73. We'll be back with episode 74. And we'll deal with the whole who won 72 then, right? Yeah, we'll, we'll just we'll, skip we'll, this episode. Yeah, we'll do a recap of uh, episode 72. But uh, this was kind of a special episode of Sick and Wrong. You know, Alexis Tyler agreed to an interview, and it's not like I'm going to say no. Oh, no. Definitely not. And uh, by the way, people, uh, the voting has... Um, Went back to zero over at uh, Podcast Alley. It started from the beginning. So if you get a chance, go to Podcast Alley. You can link to it right off of our website. Give Sick and Wrong a vote. I think we ended up being like uh, number 30 right. out of all the podcasts. And can I set a goal for the listeners? Because this really pissed me off. The podcast that, that got like number 29 or maybe even number 28 was – the vegan podcast, vegan discussion podcast. Goddamn and, and fucking I just, hippies. I cannot abide by being beat by a podcast that talks about the vegan diet every week. That's well, ridiculous. We had almost 60 votes. I think they had like 61. Right. That's what I'm saying. This month, June 2007, can we please try and beat the vegans? It's, it's ridiculous. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, go give us a vote over at uh, Podcast Alley. And also, uh, don't forget to go check out the Sick and Wrong forums. It's a lot of fun. It is. It's a madhouse over there. It is a madhouse. Uh, thanks for listening, and uh, stay tuned next week. We'll be back with episode 74. Until then, take it sleazy.
you handle the sick and wrong forum, sickandwrongpodcast.com.